We here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. This morning we're looking for participators, not spectators. So if you have something, trust the Holy Spirit and share with us all. Um, I want to just ask Marlisa to share the word that you had in the pre-service meeting because that really aligns uh, very much with where I wanted us to, to go this morning. So if you are happy to share that, Marlisa, that would be awesome. Yes, um, morning. I just had on my heart uh, one Peter 1. Verse 13, that says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Um, and as yeah, as we all know, in, in the, the warriors in the earlier days had to pick up their <coughs> long skirt, so they had to gird their loins and pick it up so that they can fight. And I also um, was just pondering on Colossians 3, verse 2, that says, Set your minds... Um, on the things above, and that's when I when I saw the word set, I just I just saw this athlete that was getting ready, and that usually they say on your marks. So that's to really take a knee and to bow. And as we pray, that we will set our minds on the things above. That our our minds can that we can look up to to Jesus and see where we are seated with him in the heavenly places and then we are ready to go uh, with confidence um, and fight this good fight of faith um, and run with the light that we have inside of us awesome thank you so much Melissa and uh, yeah for me also just as a being a, one of the ministers of the ministry, um, it's awesome when I get a word like that in the pre-service meeting and what God has shared with me then lines up completely. And Glenn, I'll give you an opportunity now. But just Hebrews 1, oh sorry, Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3 says, that, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. The easy to read version there says, let's lay aside everything that slows us down. And uh, I don't know about you, but it's very often our thinking that slows us down. It's the uh, things we ponder on. It's the worries. It's the cares. It's the things of this world. And uh, like Mark 4 says, but uh, the things which ensnares us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Now, I don't know about you. This week you had opportunities to look unto many things. But the word says, let's look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross now we're going to have to endure we're not called to live in comfort we're called to live with endurance endure the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god really speaking about a place of authority there and then verse 3 says for consider him now, i don't know what you're considering currently but there's a lot of worry there's a lot of bad news there's a lot of sickness there's a lot of things in this world to consider uh, the fact that we can't meet in person that's something that we can consider but all we can go according to the word. And the word says, consider him. Ponder on him. Think on him. Set your minds, like Melissa said there, on him. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. And that's really important for us to realize. The fight is in our minds. It's, it's, that's where we grow weary. That's where we faint. That's where we lose focus. It's in our minds. So let's set our eyes. Let's set our, one, uh, our eyes on the Prince of Peace. 
the father of our nation, which is Jesus at the end of the day, to consider him. Let's think about him. And um, when we then pray, like we're going to pray later on, we don't pray for just peace in our nation. We pray that people will receive the Prince of Peace in our nation. And we know that will bring lasting change. And that's uh, just a different way, I believe, we should pray and go about uh, what we're about this morning. So thank you for that, Marlisa. Uh, Glenn, your hand is up. Hi, all. Yeah, I got very much um, along the lines of what you guys have been saying. It's 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. And it says in the NLT, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on that, uh, on things that we cannot see. For the things which we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And then New King James says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So I just wanted to encourage us all along the same lines of not focusing on the temporary troubles that we see around us and not being overwhelmed and uh, meditating on those things, but rather thinking upon the unseen realm, which created the seen realm and the unseen realm is way more powerful. It's on the inside of us. We have Jesus on the inside of us and we have the word of God that shows us and teaches us everything that we need to know about the unseen realm and to focus on that because it's all about victory and hope and peace instead of focusing on the troubles around us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's uh, the scripture we would, uh, I was planning to end off with uh, this morning. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's encouraging. Uh, thank you for, for that and uh, for stepping out. And um, I really want to, to, to pray this morning. I want us to, this is a prayer service, but we're going we're gonna to pray with understanding. And I think if we pray with understanding, it becomes more fervent and it therefore becomes more fruitful. Because um, uh, James says that the prayer of the righteous, the fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. So if we're convinced of our righteousness and we pray fervently, then we know what we pray is going to happen. And I want us to, to go about it with that mindset. And um, yeah, like I said, today's services all are going to be a bit different. It's prayer meetings. Um, we'll see what we're going to get up to tonight. That will probably be more of a Bible study. But it's open uh, for the Holy Spirit to take it tonight at 6. We're going to have our 11 a.m. Afrikaans service. But really, just um, along the lines of what the Holy Spirit's already ministered to us this morning, Isaiah 26 and verse 3 from the New Living Translation says, You will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now, there's two ways that we can go about it. And if you think about what happened in the week in our nation, you can ask yourself now, and this is not condemning, this is just a check of where we are. Like, were you in perfect peace? Like throughout the week with everything that happened with COVID, with um, the riots, the looting, were you in perfect peace? And then if you weren't, there's no condemnation. It's just an invitation then to say, but okay, maybe my mind wasn't on, on God. Maybe I wasn't trusting on God. Maybe I was trying to figure things out and make things happen. And I've, I've realized that a lot of the times we try and preempt where things are going to end. And in that we are, we are getting to worst case scenarios. And then like we much more anxious and stressful where the word really says Jesus in, um, What's it? Uh, Matthew six thirty four that says, "Live for today. Sufficient for today is the evil thereof." And if we just live day by day, that's really a secret that I've tried to 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 step into. And not a secret; it's a truth. Um, just through lockdown, you, some of the, the guys and the team here, Julius and them, they've asked me on a Thursday, like, "Are we going to meet on Sunday?" I'm like, "I don't know yet." 
and I don't need to know yet. <laughs> we'll know when we know. We'll decide when we need to decide. We'll we'll make the decision when we have the um the necessary information to make that decision. So really, just check with yourself. Were you in perfect peace? Were you 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 trusting in Him? And if you weren't, then your thoughts weren't fixed on Jesus. And being fixed means you're not taking it off. And there can be a lot of things happening around you. I think about Peter walking on the water. There was an, it wasn't a storm. He was walking on the water. That's the miracle. But he got distracted by the winds and the waves, which was boisterous, the word says. He got distracted by, by the circumstances. And we really are called as Christians to fix our eyes on Jesus and not on the circumstances. The circumstances were there. Peter, they, there was a storm, but he was walking on top of the circumstances. So we're not saying, no, these things don't exist. We just say, hey, we are from a higher place. We live to infiltrate and affect what's happening here. We're not being affected and infiltrated in our hearts by what is happening here. The Passion Translation puts it like this. It says, perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. Whose imaginations are consumed with God and confidently trust in Him. So the question this morning is, what are we imagining? What are we thinking about? Because that's really where your heart condition will be. What are we thinking about? Where are we going? So um, just that there from Herman and Melissa, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For you have said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I love the word boldly in that verse in Hebrews 13. We know it's about contentment. We know it's about God never leaving us nor forsaking us. But we can boldly say, when everyone else is fearful, we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? And what can man do to you? Man can kill you. <laughs> That's true. But then you go be with Jesus anyways. So it's really for me to, to live as gain and to die, what, to, to live as Christ and to die as gain. That's Paul's mindset. That's his secret actually. And we can live with that as well. Now, <clears throat> I was just going through um, the, the children's Bible actually um, with, um, with the three-year-old that lived with us, or lives with us. And, uh, and, and he asked me, uh, who's this picture? And uh, this really blessed me and how God can use even that time to, to bring a revelation across. And, and I wasn't sure what this picture represents because it wasn't Noah. It wasn't uh, Adam and Eve. You know, all those pictures in the children's Bibles. And it was this guy. It looks like a soldier. <clears throat> and he had like a lantern in his hand and, um, and a flame. And I was like, I'm not sure who that is. So that was on the front page. And I paged through the book. And I said, oh, it's Gideon. Um, it's Gideon. And I like immediately in my spirit just, just dropped. Um, there's something there for us. And, uh, and I immediately saw what God wanted to share with us. And I want to quickly just build up there. And I really trust it's going to encourage us this morning as we go into this time of prayer. So Judges 7 is uh, Judges 6 and Judges 7 is really the story of Gideon. Judges 6, there's amazing typographies and revelations about Christ in there. But I want to just jump to 7 where um, verse 1 says, Then Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with, with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod. So the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying my own hand has saved me. And I really believe that this is a word for us even this morning. You don't need a big ministry. You don't need a big church to change things. You need God. You don't need a big thing to change things. You need God amongst that. And what God now does is, is, I don't want you to think that this was by your power. 
And early in, in, in Judges 6, he says, you'll defeat the Midianites as one man. And that really, I believe, refers to the unity we have with Christ. The unity we have amongst ourselves, but also as the body of Jesus. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. Now, that's not good for church growth, is it? That's not good for, for, for having great Instagram posts. No, 22,000 people are fearful and afraid and they've left. Now, I don't know about you. I feel like in the, in the church body this week, there's a few people who's left. Worldwide, nationwide, people were fearful and afraid. But it's okay. We'll, we are here to encourage ourselves. We are here to build us up in our most holy faith. I'm just showing you that this, this God of ours don't need many people. Amen. Verse 4 says, The Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. 10,000. 22,000 is left. 10,000 is there. God says it's still too many. And then he goes and shows them how they drink in 300 stays. Now just going by it. Verse 7. By the 300 men who left up, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go. Every man to his place. 300 people. 32,000. Gideon thought, wow, this is going to be a tight battle. I've got 32,000 against the multitudes of the Midianites. God says, no, you only need 300. You only need 300. No, you don't need 300. You need me. <laughs> That's really what the point is. It's not about the number. It's about who's inside that number. And then God gives him this amazing plan. And he says, well, take a, take a trumpet in each man's hand and take a, a, a flame and put a, a pitcher, is the word there, in verse 16. Put a pitcher over the torch. So what he's doing here is, you need to see this picture because that's really where this sparked for me. Verse 16. Then he divided the 300 men into three companies and he put a trumpet into every man's hand with an empty pitcher and torches inside the pitcher. A pitcher there is a, is a glass or a jar. And in those days they made jars of clay. So it's really a clay jar. So what you need to see is you need to see a trumpet in the one hand, which is a ram's horn. And you need to see a flame or a fuckle for the Afrikaans people with a, a, a clay jar pitcher over that. Now they go into this battle and they're carrying this. They maybe have a sword, but they don't have a hand to carry a sword. And sometimes we feel like we're so overburdened, we don't have a hand to, to fight. We don't have faith to stand on. We just, what are we, what are we going to fight with, Lord? And I want to encourage you this morning is that this is really what we need. We need the trumpet which is a ram's horn, which I believe speaks about the sacrifice. So you only get a ram's horn if you have a dead ram, okay? <laughs> they're going to blow these ram's horns, so they're going to celebrate the sacrifice. They're going to celebrate, as you will, Christ in that. And verse 18 says, When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpet on every side of the whole camp and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So the sword of the Lord is something invisible in this place. Because it's not by their swords, it's by the Lord's sword. So sometimes we, we know that we hope, we know that we trust, but we don't see it. We don't see the manifestation. We don't see what we're trusting for. We don't see the promises. We don't see the healing. But we need to know that it's by the sword of the Lord. It's by His power, by His sacrifice. So Gideon and the 300 men, or the 100 men who were with him, came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch. They blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Now you need to see this picture. 300 men go out with a trumpet 
and with a flame covered by a clay jar. Now they go, and, and you can go read the story for time's sake, we can't get in there. There's multitudes, it's, it, there were camels without number. That's how big this, this army was. Now I don't know where you are today and what do you feel the world's pressure is. And maybe it's countless, maybe it's without number, like everything that's against us. But just think about Gideon <clears throat> and think about God, the God of Gideon, the God who said you'll defeat them as one man. And the picture here really is amazing. You blow the horn, you break the pitcher. And as soon as you break the pitcher, you expose the light that's been where inside the pitcher altogether. There's been a flame burning inside of those clay jars. And as soon as the clay jars are broken, getting out of the way, now what? There's light, there's a flame. And you can go read the story for yourself, but these Midianites are so overwhelmed, so fearful, so confused that they actually kill each other. That the enemy turns against itself and kills each other. And I really wanted to, to share that with you this morning, that we are those clay jars. And there's a flame burning on the inside of us. And as soon as we reveal the flame to the world out there, the world is fearful, not us. The enemy is fearful, not us. Our minds and our thinking and our thoughts should be on the flame that's burning on the inside of us. The power of the Holy Ghost, the oneness we have with Jesus, the, the, the power of God is burning on the inside of clay jars, people. And we are those clay jars. And we are the ones that, that have the trumpet that we can blow. And you can read how there's just this amazing victory when the flame, when the power, when the light is revealed in darkness. And that's really what I believe for us this morning. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 5. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 5. But really that picture of this clay jar with the flame on the inside, just really, that there was such a powerful typography for me of this is how we have victory, not through numbers, but through what's on the inside of us, through the flame of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, living in and through us. Jesus said, you are the light of the earth. Now they went, went to the Midianites in the middle of the night, in darkness. This has been a dark week, a dark time for us, but we have a flame burning on the inside. And as soon as we let that flame out, the enemy is so confused, so fearful, that, that it actually attacks itself. And then we don't need to fight the victory, the Lord fights it with us. What is our part? It's to reveal the light. It's to blow the trumpet. It is to proclaim the sacrifice. And look at 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves. Amen. We don't preach grace life. We don't preach ourselves. You don't preach Shane or Peter or Chad or Etienne. No, we preach Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. What is our message? It is blowing the trumpet. It is celebrating the, the sacrifice of Christ. We preach Christ Jesus the Lord for God, verse 6, who commanded the light to shine <coughs> out of darkness, have shined in our hearts. Look at the picture there, <coughs> the clear picture. What is on the inside? The light of God. The light has shined in our hearts. God himself has shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have the flame in clay jars, if you will, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And it's so important to say, what he's saying there is like, guys, we've got it. It's on the inside of us, but it's not of us. It is of God. It is inside of our bodies <clears throat> so that we can move forward, that we can explain to the world. Hey, guys, it's not about us. It's about who's inside of us. And that's really what I want to stir us up this morning. 
with is it's not about the circumstances. It's not about how much money you've got, what car you have, how many cars you have, if you have a car. It's not about your promises of, of materialistic things that you trust for. It is about what is on the inside of us. Christianity is not about comfort. It's about enduring with the power of God and keeping on to keep on. It is putting our eyes on Jesus, not on circumstances, and moving forward with the things of God. Amen. Look at verse 6 from the New Living Translation. It says, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness. Now, I don't know what our proclamation was this week, what yours was, but mine is, Let there be light in the darkness. Why? Because the light lives in us, and let the darkness flee. He has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. That's so beautiful. What does the glory of God look like? Look at Jesus. Look into His face. For we now, verse 7, have this light shining in our hearts. 300 people in Gideon's time defeated the Midianites. Why? How? Through a, a lamp with a light on the inside of that, of that clay pitcher. We have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing what? This great treasure. I love the New Living Translation there. We are like fragile clay jars, but we don't focus on our fragileness, if that's even a word, or our fragility. We focus on the flame. We focus on the life. We are merely carriers of the life and the light of God in this world. And we don't, that means we don't always feel like it. We don't always feel up to it. We don't always feel bold. But we know that we have the light on the inside of us, not of ourselves, but of God. That makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. So I trust this word builds you up. I trust this word encourages you. I trust this word invites you to step up and say, hey, I might have had a bad week. Maybe I slipped in my thinking. Maybe I was fearful. Maybe I was dreadful. Maybe I had enough. Maybe I was tired. But guess what? It's not about me. In myself, I'm weak. But the power of God that's on the inside of me, that is not of ourselves, but it is of God. It's not about us, but it's the power of God in us. Amen. It's not about us. It's about the power of God on the inside of us. Verse 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And that's so important. Jesus said, my body was broken for you. He became a clay jar, and his body was broken so that the light could shine forth into the world. So that the light could now burn in our hearts, burn in our spirits, burn on the inside of us. Verse 13, but we continue to preach. What are we doing? We don't just pray, we preach. We don't just pray for God to change things. We preach with God inside of us to change things. Amen. That's really, really important. We can't just pray and pray and pray in our closets. We need to preach. Paul says here, we are pressed on every side. We are full of troubles. We are not crushed. We are perplexed. We are hunted down. We are suffering. But we continue to preach. Amen. Verse 13. What do we preach? Verse 5. We preach Jesus Christ, not ourselves. We have the same kind of faith that psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. The Lord of the, the sword of Lord, the Lord and of Gideon is the spoken word of God. It is the preaching that goes forth. Amazing. So, verse um, 3. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3. 
Thank you, Bernard and Wendy there. It says, remind us that we are all ministers of the message of reconciliation, which is the gospel of the good news. Amen. It's for all of us. You can't wait for me to do it. You need to do it. We need to do it. As a family, we're going to do it. We're going to move forward together. Even if our gospel is veiled, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3, it is only veiled to those who are perishing. So we shouldn't be surprised that the world is perishing. You know what we're doing? We need to unveil the message. We need to unveil Christ to them. Then they will not perish. For their minds have been blinded by the God of this age. I mean, it's, it's often that the word is so clear in our current situation, but this is, this is very specific for what we've seen this week. They have been blinded by the God of this age, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the dayspring light of the wonderful news of the glory of Christ, who is the divine image of God. We need to speak. We need to bring the dayspring. We need to, to speak forth and let the light of God shine in this place. Verse 5, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, ourselves as servants for His sake. I mean, I trust that this really encourages you. This is super encouraging for me. Just in what God is doing. And um, verse 14 then. And we're going to close off here. We're going to go into a time of prayer. And I wanted to, to just share with you the word first. So that you know how to pray. And if you pray, let's pray with power. Let's pray by revealing the spirit on the inside of us. Letting the light out. Verse 14. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus. And present us to himself together with you. Verse 15. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. Why do we celebrate Grace Life? Because we celebrate the message of this ministry. We celebrate the king of this ministry. We celebrate the good news. And therefore we are thankful. We preach and we have power on the inside of us. And what happens? Thanksgiving gives God glory. <laughs> I love that. Maybe you think like, why are you guys always starting with Thanksgiving? Well, because it gives God glory. It shows that clearly there in verse 15, and God will receive more and more glory. How? When we are thankful. When are we thankful? When we share the word. When are more people thankful? When more people receive the word. So, verse 16. That is why we never give up. Amen. Come on, church. We never give up. No matter the circumstances, no matter lockdown levels, no matter where we meet. That is why we never get up. We get knocked down, but we get up again. And we get the word that says, arise and shine for your time has come. And I just believe that's for us. And I know that's quoted many times, but I believe it's specific for a time such as this. Let's arise and shine. Let's get the clay jars out of the way and let the flame of God shine in through this world and shine through us in Jesus' name. Though your bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 17 says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. May I prophesy that over us. Our present troubles are small and they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Amen. Let's keep on keeping on. Let's set our minds. Let's lock our thinking onto God and onto His kingdom. Verse 18. The word Glenn gave in the beginning of the service. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. The things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk as Gideon and his 300 with the light on the inside of us in the dark world. 
We know that God's grace is in us, it's with us, it's meeting us where we are. We know that there are troubles in the world, but we don't have to be troubled by it. We keep our eyes, our thoughts fixed on Jesus, and we know that that gives us not just peace, but boldness. I want to go further than peace. I want to get from peace to boldness. I want to get from peace to, to stepping out. From, there's, there's one thing to be without fear, and there's another thing to be full of boldness. It's, a, it's like a next level, and, and I really want us to get there. And um, how do we get there? We preach. Why do we preach? We preach Christ. How do we do it? It's the light on the inside of us, the gospel hope, the glory of Jesus. Christ inside of you, the hope of glory, the hope of light, the hope of life, the hope of what the world needs uh, this morning. So, yeah, we're going to go into a time of prayer uh, right now, and um, I want you to pray with us. If you pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If you pray in, um, in, in whatever language, just pray where you are. Trust for a word for us, for the ministry. But also, yeah, let's just stir up what, what, what we get from this. Let's look to the flame that is burning on the inside of us. Let's blow the trumpet celebrating the sacrifice of Jesus. And let's just go into this time full of faith, full of hope, full of glory, knowing that these present troubles will not last, but our faith will. And we will move forward in the things of God. Let's trust God to open new churches. I trust right now that we're going we're gonna to plant groups in this lockdown. We're going to start new groups. If it's online, and I, I mean, it doesn't even have to be in Stellenbosch and the surrounding areas. I trust for, for increase in this time. So Father, yeah, we just pray and we just thank you for who you are. If you feel to, to pray, please just raise your hand and you can unmute and you can pray with us. You don't want, only want to hear my voice. If you have a word to share, please share that in the chat box. But um, yeah, Kunrod, you can kick us off there. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for yeah, just for your grace that's shone your light in our hearts, Father God. That we know that your flame is alive in us and that is burning bright, Father. And we just we just want to um, release boldness and ask for boldness, Father God, to um, to go into those areas and talk to those people that need your gospel, Father God. Not to be scared of what's going on, not to be faced by what we see, but to be able to have your boldness. In the inside of us, flame out outside, so that all of them can see our full light in us, Father. That we might have people with your gospel, and even those that know you, Father. We pray for those people in the communities, Father God, that that know you, Father God, for them to have a boldness to share your love and your grace with the people around them. Those people that might be intimidating them or be violent against them, Father, that they might be able to extend your love and forgiveness to them, Father God, and reach them with your goodness. And we just thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we just thank you for opportunities uh, to share your gospel, Father, where we live, in the areas where we work, Father. There's people who are so full of fear, Father, so um, paralyzed is the word I get, paralyzed by fear. And Father, we can't have a paralyzed church. We need to have a bold church moving forward, walking on water, walking in the midst of the storm, attacking the enemy, not just waiting to survive, Father. But yeah, we want as a church, just um, we want to thank you this morning for 11 years of Grace Life, Father. We want to thank you for every single life that's been changed through your gospel message. We know it's the word that brings life. It's the spirit that re gives us new birth, Father, and that we can just celebrate that this morning. Celebrate every life change. We celebrate our own lives that have been changed and impacted by this gospel message, Father. And we give you glory. We give you thanks. And we thank you that yeah, this is a pivotal time in our nation, Father. And if we need to change and pivot how we do things, Father, show us. 
show the leadership, help us to move into to that direction, Father. And uh, thank you that we can be agile and not fragile. I just believe that's a word for us. You need to be agile and not fragile in this time. That we can we can be adaptable. We can um we can maneuver with God in this time, if you will, because God is for us and He's not against us. Jack, you Jerusha, you're welcome to to go for it. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that um, Scripture says that hatred stirs up strife. And we command love and peace into our nation right now in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we have your mandate. We are peacemakers. We focus our hearts on you. We focus our hearts on Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And we say, blessed are the peacemakers. And so right now we speak peace into the hearts of men into the hearts of communities, and we say, strife, you have no place in our nation. We thank you, Lord God, for grace life. We thank you, Lord God, for um, the mandate you've put on every leader that attends grace life, on every person attending grace life, as they grow into Jesus, as they grow their roots deep into Jesus. And we say, thank you, Lord God, that it's none of us, and it's all of you. In Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lucas, there for um, Hebrews 4.12. It says, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. I like that. <laughs> We're not called to be passive. We can be full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. And yeah, that interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of the heart. Now, maybe what I've shared this morning has, uh, has revealed to you maybe some unbelief. It's maybe revealed to you some fear. But don't be despaired by that. By, by rather say, hey, <laughs> I see you and I'm going to deal with you. I see you and I'm going to deal with you. And not through my power, but through God's power. I'm going to, I'm going to set my mind. I'm going to set my thinking. And sometimes, I mean myself, we, we get pulled down into the noise of this world, into the circumstances, into the news and everything that's happening around us. Um, but we need to get to the word that shows us the true intention of our heart. It shows us what is it that we really believe. And when we know what we really believe, uh, we can either be challenged and step up and, and, and get renewal of the mind, or we know that we are in a good place and we can move forward. And we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight in that. Sumi says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And that's a good word, Sumi. We are more than conquerors uh, through, through what God has done in us and through us and for us in Jesus' name. And um, I just want to come back to Acts 13.36. Acts 13.36, where we started, where um, it says that David served his generation uh, in, in, in that time, and he served God's will in his generation. So Randy, that's really an important um, thing for us uh, to know that we want to serve in our and through our generation. And I want you to, where you are this morning, just trust for God to show you where and who you can serve in this generation. Now, history is going to look back at the last two years that we've been part of, but I want us to see a church revival as part of the history that's currently being written. A church revival, a gospel message going forth. Christians standing up, shining the light, being the power of God in this time and in this place. And let that be counted that we served our generation by the will of God. We served our generation with the message of God, the good news, and also with the light that's burning on the inside of us, the power of God. So Father, we just thank you for that right now. Lord, help us, show us, speak to us, that who can we serve with your gospel? Who can we serve with your power? Who can we serve with Jesus this morning, Father? Thank you that we know it's powerful, that we preach not ourselves, 
what we preach Christ. We preach Jesus. We preach the good news. We speak life into people's bodies right now in the name of Jesus. But Father, we want to bring eternal life. And that only comes through the reborn of the word, being born from above, born from the spirit of God, born from the word of God in Jesus name. Father, give us those opportunities. And I just feel God say the time is not to, to send on YouTube clips and voice notes. The time is to interact with people. The time is to have coffees or Zoom dates or phone people. The time for, for just passing on links and scriptures, that's not enough. We need to interact. We need to engage. We need to preach. We need to zone in and we need to move forward with what God has for us in Jesus name. Um, Jerusha, Glenn, I'm not sure if you guys' hands are still up, but um, if, it, if you want to share there, either just take it off or please uh, share with us. Um, you're welcome to obviously do so again. So, yeah, let me just get to the chat here again. <coughs> um, Can I? Yeah, Philip, sorry. Yeah, go for it, please. Uh, so I just wanted to encourage us with uh, 2 Peter uh, 2 Timothy 1 and then just pray um, after that quickly. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. And just to encourage us that wherever we go, wherever we speak to people and people that we in contact with that are on the front lines uh, with what's happened around the country. Um, the, 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 our brothers and sisters out there, that we can encourage them that wherever they go, they don't need to go with any kind of fear because they have the spirit of power and of love and a, and a sound mind. And I love the way that power it starts off with power. So wherever we go, we gain with that supernatural power. And then, and then for Grace Life, I would just... Uh, right now, I'd like to pray that Ephesians 1 prayer over us, which is so awesome because it reminds us of that power that raised Jesus from the dead that's on the inside of us. And and, and, and also would like to pray this over, uh, if we all agree, pray this over the um, people on the front lines right now in our country, the yeah. Christian, our brothers and sisters, that they'll be bold and not ashamed or timid because that power is the word dunamis, which is mighty, mighty power. That they'll just realize even now the Holy Spirit will remind them that they don't have the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and the sound mind. And I just want to pray this over us and them. Ephesians 1, 17. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, so that our eyes will be enlightened of that power on the inside of us. That we may know what is the hope of his of his court what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints so we are so rich because of him on the inside of us and who we are in him and what is the exceeding greatness of his power that dunamis power towards us and in us who believe according to the working of his mighty power not our power his mighty power which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power. We have nothing to fear. All this craziness around is nothing compared to the power on the inside of us. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one which is to come. And he put all things under our feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who falls all in all. And I also pray that over the following year for Grace Life, every one of us, that we'll just realize the riches and that inheritance and the power that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> where you are, I just want to like continue that, that prayer. Um, where you are, just open your hands. 
and uh, just receive a revelation of what's on the inside of you. <laughs> and I think that's really important. We, we can either be fixated on the clay jars or we can be fixated on the flame. And if you have never received Christ, then this is for you. You need to receive that flame. You need to have your candle lit, if you will. And that, that's, you just say, hey, Jesus, I can't do this by myself. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose again. I believe that God rose you, that you seated at the right hand. I receive the forgiveness of my sins. And I want to, to know and I know and believe that, that I, I'm born again <laughs> by your gospel, by your message, by your good news. The seed of the word has birthed in my heart new life. I'm born from above. That's what the word says. You need to have your, your light lit. You need to have your, your, your supernatural switch switched on uh, by Christ. Otherwise, all of what we say is going to be useless to you. And if you want to, to receive more on that, please contact us directly and we can set up a session uh, with you. But if you've already received Christ, if you're born again, born from above right now, just in humility and in an act of receiving, just open your hands where you are. And I want to just pray with what Glenn prayed over us and say, Father, help us to see what is on the inside of us. Help us to see and reveal to us what is true of the Christian. What is true of the ones who carry Christ. Just think about that. You carry Christ. You carry the hope of the world. You carry the gospel message. You carry life. You, you carry the way, the truth, and the light. You carry what God is and who He is on the inside of us. And we carry power in the name of Jesus. And we're going we're gonna to move forward. We carry the Word of God that changes the hearts of men, that changes a nation, that changes the world. We carry that on the inside of us. And as soon as we wake up to that reality, we will see how fearful the enemy is of that light. The enemy doesn't have to be fearful of us, but it's fearful of the light in us. That's a word for us. The enemy is fearful of the light inside of you. It's when the light was revealed in Gideon's fight that the enemy turned against itself. It's when, when they, they didn't see the light, they saw the pictures that's hiding the light. But we need to let the light out. We need to be revealing Christ in this world out there for us. And then I want to link that to, to Kayla's word that says, According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Glory is, is hope, it's life, it's who God is. But virtue there is life. It's the fullness of life. Well, through the gospel, through the good news, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. What a word. We are partakers of God's divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we just saw that again this week. Lust is such a, an evil thing. Therefore, the word speaks in Hebrews 5, 5 that we should be content. And I really believe that's a word for us uh, as well. And I want to just pray into that. Father, help us to be content with what we have. To be content with what we have, Father, for we have you. And that's really Hebrews 5. That, that's the word there. That, that it's, it's content with what we have, Lord. And when we realize what we have, we will be content with it. So help us to, to see that and not just live for comfort, but live kingdom, Father. Live mission. Live out there in Jesus' name. Jesus didn't say go out and accumulate as much as you can. He said go out and teach them. Go out and make disciples. Go out and preach the gospel. Go out and change nations and change lives in Jesus' name. Peter says, Haggai 2 verse 4, Be strong and work. Um, speak, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. I covenanted with you so my spirit remains strong among you, with you. Do not fear, for I will fill you with the glory, with greater in this place. I will give peace. Amen. It's a time for the church to stand up 
and to be counted. James says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And I believe if you don't know how to operate in the spirit, sharing the gospel is spiritual warfare. Sharing the gospel is operating in the spirit. For where it says in, the, in, in Romans 1, for um, let's go to Romans 1 quickly. Romans 1 and verse 6, I think. Romans 1 and verse 16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God. What is the power of God? It is the gospel of our salvation. It is the fact that people are healed for all eternity and that there's new life found in Christ. And when we have that, we have contentment. We have full access to contentment. Without that, people will never be content. No treaty, no agreement, no peace talk will ever work unless people receive what their eternity and their hearts are looking for. And that is Christ. It is the message of the gospel that gives them access to Jesus. And we are the carriers of that. So, in fact, we have what the world is looking for. We, me and you, we are the answers to the world's problem. In our generation right now, we carry what they're looking for. They don't look for TVs. They don't look for radios. They don't look for, for, for vaccines, whatever. They look for Jesus. They are fearful of lack. They're lusting and they're looking. They, they're fearful of death. But we have the eternal hope. We have Christ inside of us. That is the life for all eternity. And let's share that with the people amongst ourselves. Let's fight fear with the light. And let's bring gospel truth and messages like Jesus in this place. Bernard and Wendy says, 1 Peter 3 and verse 15, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that is in you. What a word. And I hope that this morning you've been a little bit better prepared to share hope. First of all, to be full of hope, to raise an expectancy of hope. Forget about the circumstances. We're not saying it's not true. We're just saying we don't think on that. We set our minds on things above. We set our minds on heavenly truths. We set our minds on eternal things. I mean, the world's going to burn. <laughs> we saw a little preview of that this week. But you shouldn't be surprised by it. Now, I'm not, like, I don't want to make light of it. It's horrible. But we know that this, this world is going to burn. So we need to put treasures away for eternity. We need to change the way people's eternities because that is what we don't want to burn. We don't want people to burn. Things can't burn, but people shouldn't in Jesus' name. Let's move forward with the things that's really purposeful and powerful in this world. Let's share the gospel. Let's be ready to give an answer. But let's go look for places to deliver those answers. Let's go into fear. Let's go into places. You know, one of the biggest forms of worship is to go into dark places and difficult situations, not away from them. One of the biggest forms of worship, I believe, serving God, is to go into dark places and difficult situations where our comfort and our nation and, and, and the Western world and the way of life is to always move away from it. We are so locking ourselves up and hiding from everything. Where Jesus really says in, in the book of James, it says, go basically into difficult places and dark situations and go be the light. Why do you want to be a light where there's already light? People in darkness need light. So let's really trust for places to step out, to move forward and to take our lights and to, to show, to blow the ram's horn, to show the, the flame on the inside of us, to share the gospel with our nation in this generation. We'd love to hear from you. 
If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.